Hello everyone, this is Lynn Stacy with the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I am so glad that you could join me for today's episode. Get ready for a treat. Hello everyone and welcome to the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Stacy. Thank you so much for joining me for this Tuesday's Bible Talk Tuesday. So we have been going over the prophet Samuel, um, a little bit about his life and just kind of drawing different things from his life that we can learn and make applicable to our own lives. And if this is your first time being on the Victoriously Anointed podcast, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Um, Your presence is very much so appreciated. If this is not your first time joining me on the Victoriously Anointed podcast, but you have been here before and you have decided to come back and join me for another um, word, another podcast to learn something new. Thank you for coming back. Uh, I appreciate your support. I appreciate everybody's support just being here and listening and, and tuning in to the Victoriously Anointed podcast. It it means much to me. It, it really does. It means much to me. And so we're we're going to kind of talk about Samuel a little bit and we're going to talk about just the fact that you know, he was called for a specific purpose for a specific time because he had a um, a destiny. He had a destiny. And uh, I believe that as we go through life and we begin to see God concerning just our lives and different things like that, throughout our lives, he will cause things to kind of just get into alignment um, with, with, with what he has called us to do, different assignments that he has for us. It, it, things will just come together in alignment. Um, whether that's assignments that's hard, whether that's assignments that's easy, whether that's assignments that um, we enjoy doing or whether that's assignments that we really don't particularly care for doing. I mean, not because um, we don't care for the things of God, but because uh, the effect that we know it's going to have on the people. And so throughout Samuel's life, we see where he has to carry out these these words and these prophecies to the people of God. Um, and some of them weren't always easy. Some of them weren't always easy for Samuel, but he still had to do them anyway. He still had to do them anyway because he had to be obedient to God. He had to follow God's leadership. He had to do the things that God required of him and had to um, tell the people the things that God had spoken concerning them. Um, And so concerning just the whole the whole nation of Israel. And so his role was it was important. It was important to um, Israel at the time. And so um, as the body of Christ, uh, knowing that Jesus came and um, we see where the church was first began in the book of Acts, we see we are the first the churches began after after the ascension of Jesus. Um, And we see where um, the words are upon this rock, I shall build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Sometimes it feels like we're going through attack after attack after attack. And it seems like the enemy is prevailing over us. And it seems like he's winning and it seems like we're losing. It seems like we just cannot. It seems like we just can't get on the winning streak. But the word of God stands. It was written then and it still stands today. The gates of hell will not prevail. It's not possible. It's not possible because that will make the word of God of none effect. It will make the word of God a lie. And the Lord says, let every man be a lie and God be truth. He says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so if God says that the gates of hell will not prevail, that means they won't win. They won't succeed. They don't have the victory. They don't even they don't even have the capability to win. 
They don't have the capability to win. And so since I've, 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 I've taken away that right from them, just so that you might win, just so you might win. And we see here in Samuel's journey, um, as he's talking with the people of God, as he's just instructing them on the different things of God, we see how even when he had to um, deliver warning to them concerning um, the king that they had asked for, wanting to be like other nations, wanting to be like uh, um, them and have them to a king to judge them and wanting to have a king to go before them and fight their battles for them. Can you imagine? We are, it already tells us in First Samuel chapter eight that God, God was rejected. They rejected me as as their as a king. Can you just imagine hearing it come out of their mouth? Can you imagine hearing something like this? Because it was it was God that went before them in battles. That's how they were able to win. And the fact, the fact that they went out against the Philistines in the same time that Samuel was living. And they lost over 30,000 people, 4,000 the first time. Then they went and they lost another 30,000. And, and until they got back right with God, until they got back with right God, God didn't allow the Philistines to come and do more damage until, uh, until they got back with God, right back with God. Then the Philistines came for them because then the God, God was the one that was going before them. And so we learned a little bit about that um, previously on the Victoriously Anointed podcast on uh, Bible Talk Tuesday. I believe it was the second Tuesday last week that we talked a little bit about them going out against the Philistines and uh, how they didn't see God concerning um, the ark and taking it out there and losing 30,000. We talked a little bit about that. And so here we are where they're now asking for a king because they want to be like all the other nations. But it was God that was their king. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And even though they rejected him as king, he still was their king. Just because they tried to dethrone him from the position of being their king, he didn't go anywhere. But I'm going to go ahead and, and put a man right there. I'm going to go ahead and give you what you want. I'm going to put a human being in place. I'm going to put a human being in place. And so Samuel had to warn the people of the behavior and the manner of the king that they were asking for. Because one thing about it is, how can you have access to the Lord's goodness and you don't receive him? Because he is the good. He is the good. And God was still good to them. It, it, what's amazing to me about um, the story of Samuel is, is that the fact that uh, no matter what God told him to do, he did it. Even if it was hard for him, because this was a thing that was displeasing to him, too. He was with, in alignment with how God was feeling. With, with, with what happened to God, being rejected. And some of us have experienced rejection in our own lives. We, knows what, we know what that feels like. Uh, we've been rejected in different ways. Sometimes we're rejected by friends. Sometimes we're rejected by family. Sometimes we're rejected for a job. Sometimes we're, just, we're rejected just by different things. Sometimes we're rejected by uh, uh, people that we love dearly. Sometimes we're rejected in marriage. Sometimes we're rejected in just different areas and different parts of our lives. So some of us know a little bit about rejection. So what this tells me is God also, God also, there is nothing that you cannot take to God. And I would imagine that he has experienced it. He has experienced it from people before. He's experienced people talking about him. He's experienced people ignoring, ignoring him. He has experienced it. And so one thing that I love about the life of Samuel is that we find him a 
praying man. We find him taking things to God and, and conversing with God. And we, we find him carrying out the thing that God told him to do. And so his, his life has really been inspirational and inspiring for me um, because it lets me know that, that God will direct you. He tells us to trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. And we see here where Samuel trusted in the Lord and he leaned on the Lord and he acknowledged God and God directed his path. And I believe the same thing is held true for us today, that if we would just trust in the Lord and lean not on our own understanding. Because I imagine uh, that if Samuel would have, if these things would have have displeased Samuel, he probably would have told them, no, I'm not giving you a king. But even in this, he he went to God. He went to God and sought God's wisdom and sought God's direction. And Samuel had to do the thing that was displeasing to him. He had to fulfill the request of the people, request of the elders. He had to fulfill the request. And so sometimes we do things in life and they're not always pleasing to us because we know that it's something that God doesn't approve of. Sometimes we do things in life that that is kind of like, you know, it rubs us the wrong way. And for right reasons, especially when you have a heart to really please God. And sometimes God would just say, oh, I'll let you, uh, uh, I will say sometimes God would allow it to happen and allow it to occur. And the thing about it is, as this is unfolding, as this is unfolding, we, we can see the heart of God. Because even after they rejected a king, God was still searching the earth, seeking for a heart. A heart, seeking for the right heart that could lead his people because he knew that the time would come when he would have to reject Saul as king. And so when the time came for him to reject Saul as king, we find that um, a little bit along in the next chapter over from the time that um, Saul um, was rejected as king, where David had, where Samuel had already, where God, I'm sorry, y'all, I'm trying to get my words right. I got a little bit um, distracted by the beeping noise that was coming on over by the stove. And so, uh, but we find where um, Samuel, um, uh, God has already been uh, uh, searching and he found a heart that could rule over them. And so uh, he tells Samuel, get up from your morning. How long will you mourn over what I rejected? Because Samuel, his job was to cover the people. And so when you're used to like covering people and you're used to helping them, and then you find one that, that you, you try to reason with and you, you try to give them instruction and you, and you try to tell them about God and you try to uh, 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 tell them about being obedient to God and they won't receive it. And they won't receive it. And then God rejected him. I imagine if Saul would have repented and, and stepped down from the position and recognized that I wouldn't carry in this well, I believe that God would have received him back. But he wanted to be honored on top of disobedience. That's what made it so wrong because he was he he wasn't ashamed about the disobedience. He 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 wanted to he wanted the glory still. He wanted Samuel to walk back and rejoice over this, and so that the people can rejoice because Samuel was uh, uh, validating because of Samuel's God had built a reputation with Samuel that Samuel uh, uh, was one that spoke through through him. And so he wanted to be validated in what he had done by Samuel. Because if Samuel would have walked back with him, if Samuel would have walked back with him, it would have made it seem like this is something we should be rejoicing over too. This is something that we should be celebrating too. And yeah, you 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 won, but you lost. 
You lost because you didn't carry out what God told you to do. And so it's so important that if we want to win in our lives, we have to carry out the things that God tells us to do. That's how we gain victory. God knows the way of victory because he is victory. And so when we begin to walk through life, as we begin to seek God concerning just the different things in our lives, it's so important um, that we do the things um, that he tells us to do. And I don't believe that God will come down and try to control every little step that you take. I'm controlling that. I'm controlling that. No. But there will come points in your time, points in, in your day, points in time where God will require things of you to do. And it has to be done in the time that he tells you to do it. And sometimes when you don't do it in that time, sometimes he will re uh, allow you. That's his grace and his mercy stepping in. He will allow you to get it done. We see that in the story of Jonah. Uh, where Jonah ran from God's assignment and then um, God had to send that strong wind and he gave him another chance to get it done. So God, does, he's a God of a second chance. He gives us chances after chances after chances after chances to get things done. And so in this instance, there was no going back. There was no going back because it was that was the time to do it. Because when I told you to get kill him, you didn't. And I, I told you the animals too. I didn't tell you to preserve those animals because they look good to you. That's not what I asked you to do. That's not what I asked you to do. And so, you know, when you're when you're dealing with people and different things like that, they have the ability, if you don't go ahead and take care of, they have the ability to hide. You don't, sometimes you don't know where to seek them at. And so if God is, 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 is laying it on your heart then and there, there's a reason why. Because sometimes that, that may be the only opportunity that you get. And God understands and recognizes that. That's going to be the only opportunity that you have to get this done. This is the only opportunity you're going to have to get this done. And so sometimes in your life, you do meet opportunities where it'll come back around again, different things like that. But then there are some times in your life where it will be the only opportunity that you will have to get it done. Now, can God uncover, uh, reveal the hidden things and uncover it? Yes. Yes, he can. He does do that sometimes. He does. But there are some, some, some opportunities in life. There are some, some uh, callings. There are some directions. There are some directives. There, there are some things, some instructions that God instructs you on that that may be your only opportunity to get it done. And so we find here um, where God rejects um, Saul as king. And so uh, Samuel's job was to cover the people. And so the fact that he wasn't able to, uh, he wasn't, the fact that he, he, he wasn't able to, to, to help Saul. I imagine it took him some time to try to, you know, some time to really kind of come to grips with that. So God comes to him and tell you, how long will you mourn? I wonder how long was he mourning? It doesn't tell us how long he was mourning. It doesn't tell us the time period between the time he, re he was rejected and Samuel was mourning. It doesn't tell us how long. You know, we mourn in different ways and we, we mourn for different lengths of time. But this lets me know that sometimes, sometimes you got to uh, get out of your mourning. Get out of your mourning and you have to step into um, what I need you to do. Um, and so he tells um, Samuel to go and anoint the next king of Israel. Um, and so Samuel has to go and, and, and anoint the next king of Israel. And in this moment, he learns that man looks at the outward. I look at the heart. I look at the heart. So even in his old age, he had to learn um, something new about God. You are never too old. You never get too far, too deep into God where you can't learn something new about him. Don't let any, anybody try to sell you that. Don't let anybody try to take you that line. 
I, I think about the earth and um, God established the earth and he founded, he founded the earth and established the heavens. And I think about that and we still, we don't know everything about the earth and the things that we do know, it took generations and centuries of time to be able to discover those things. To be able to discover um, that you put a seed in the ground and it grows. To be able to discover that different uh, plants grow in different environments. And to be able to discover um, the fact that we have electrical currents and we can create electricity. With. We have, it took some time to discover the fact that, hey, what if we can fly like a, a bird can fly and put a plane in the sky? It took some time to discover the different things of aerodynamics and the different things of, of just how, the, how gravity works. And it took, us, it took us some time to discover these things. It took us some time to be able to discover uh, microorganisms. It took us took some time. It took generations and centuries of time. And yet we still have not uncovered everything. As much knowledge and information that we have gained, we still have yet. And so this lets me know that what God has created, and we still have yet to discover everything about what God has created. That you're not in your lifetime, you're not going to be able to unveil the fullness of God. But thank God for the parts that he does allow you to see about him and concerning him. And what else we learn about the life of Samuel is because the fact that he started ministering as a child, you're not too young to serve the Lord. I'm not going to say you're going to serve the Lord in the way, in the capacity that Samuel did. I don't believe that everybody uh, um, is called to, to serve like Samuel did that young. But I do believe that you're not too young. You're never too young to serve the Lord. You can be an usher. You can sing in the choir. There's children's choir. You can be a part of the play. You can be on the dance team. You can serve the Lord. You can pray. You can pray. We see where God reveals himself and starts talking to Samuel as a child. And so you're not too young to start serving the Lord. And you're not too old to be able to receive from God and learn something new about him. And so he learned that, hey, don't look at the outward appearance, but look on the inside. I look on the inside. This is what I'm looking at. And so because I look, I look for the different thing. I don't, I don't look on the outside. And I'm the one that knows the heart. God knows our hearts better than we do. He does. And so since I know this heart better than you do, and I know the, I know the heart better than you do, and, and I know that you're looking at the outward appearance, but some people can have a beautiful outward appearance and be ugly on the inside. The heart can be so jacked up, mean as all get out, beautiful on the outside. Sometimes people that, that are beautiful in appearance, they start looking ugly to us because of their hearts. That's how powerful it, the heart is. Because your heart is ugly, you just ugly to me. And so God uh, knows. God knows best. And sometimes we don't trust. Uh, sometimes we have a hard time trusting that God knows best. Whether we say that directly Sometimes our actions will show it. And so um, we have to learn to trust God and trust that he knows uh, uh, to, how to make the right decisions concerning um, different things when it comes to his people, when it comes to just dis different decisions in your life. Uh, I would say that God is the best partner you can have in life. And there is nothing like having um, the Lord on your side and helping to God and um, direct your decisions in life because he, he's wise. He, he, he makes wise decisions because he's wisdom. He has understanding. He has knowledge of the future. He's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. 
And so it's so important as you go through life, I encourage you. Um, and just looking at the life of Samuel, and if you want to go and read about where I'm at when they're talking about rejecting the king, you can start at 1 Samuel chapter 8, and you can go from there and you can read um, about um, King uh, Saul, and you can read about when Samuel gets to the point um, where God instructs him to go and anoint the next king of Israel. I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to do that. It's so important to really read um, the word of God for yourself, especially in this day and time. It's so important to know the word of God. You have to know God. You have to be able to seek him. You have to be able to pray to him. It says that uh, somewhere in, the, uh, the, in the, the scriptures, it says something about, you know, uh, if it were possible, that they'd be able to fool even the elect, if it were possible. But the fact that it's not possible is because God. Is because God. And so if you want to grow in your spiritual walk with God, we have an example here of Samuel and how he prayed to God. And so back then in the Old Testament, the priests were the ones who made atonement for sins. They did the covering. But Jesus has become our sacrifice. And so through Jesus, we're able to communicate and talk um, to God directly. He says, come boldly before the throne of grace. Come boldly. Come talk to me. I want to hear from you. I want to know about you. You don't have to be scared. You don't have to be scared to come talk to him. God loves us. He wants to hear from us. And so I encourage you on your, on your journey of faith uh, that just know that uh, I believe that God wants the best. He, if he, if he, he's in the soul-saving business. He's in the soul-saving business. God don't want you to go to hell. That's why he fights so hard. He fights for us. And he fights for us because he wants us to win. He wants us to see us. He wants to see us walking in the blessings that he has bestowed on us. And sometimes, you know, when you, when you talk with people, sometimes they don't think you're worthy of the blessing. They'll try to make you feel guilty about something that God is placing in your hand. But the thing about it is, if God is the one that, that qualifies you, if God is the one that said you were worthy, really his opinion is the only one that matters. And so sometimes people will try to uh, uh, erase and negate the fact that God was the one that has spoken something concerning you. And sometimes, you know, it does get to us because we're human. It gets to us. And sometimes we, 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 we kind of uh, that causes us to want to run. That causes us to want to hide. That causes us to want to um, stray away. It causes different reactions and different responses. And sometimes it will cause um, different responses, different reactions and cause us not to fully walk in our purpose or calling simply because of what someone else has said to us or what we what someone else believes about us or or what we feel people believe about us or just different things like that. And so there has to be get a point in your life where you say, no matter what anybody else says, I know what God has said and I believe what the Lord has said, the shield of faith. When you begin to take on that shield of faith, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so you have to be able to grow in faith. If you want to be able to win in this life, if you want to be able to walk in victory, you have to walk by faith. Faith is a shield. It protects you. You can, you can duck out of the way when the enemy starts throwing darts at you. And so sometimes when we find that different things are affecting us, that just tells us we got to grow in faith. We got we to gotta pick, pick up our faith. We got to pick up our sword. This is why it's so important to, to know the word of God. When um, Jesus was being tempted by the devil, he used the word of God. He used the word. The devil had to bow to that word. 
Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. He, it is revealed to us. If we submit to God, if we submit our ways to the Lord, and we resist whatever the devil is trying to throw at us. Because temptations will come. The devil don't care where you weak at. He don't care where you're stronger. He's going to try any and everything until you bite one of them. Especially when you're weak and you're vulnerable. Let the weak say that I am strong. His strength is made perfect in weakness. So sometimes when you see that you have a weakness, his strength is being perfected in you. His strength is being perfected in you. And just keep on surrendering over to God. And keep on getting that word in you. And keep on praying. And keep on speaking it out by faith. Keep on speaking the word in faith. The more you speak that thing, the more you speak that thing, the more you speak that thing, you begin to create the atmosphere around you. You begin to create the faith that you need in order to combat the enemy. And he'll get it eventually after a while. He's going he to have to back off. He has to. He has to. He has to. Not saying the things are going to um, uh, try to come against you throughout your life. Samuel was rejected in his old age. But he still had to do the will of God. And he still, just because, hey, just because y'all decided to put me out of this position, that, that doesn't, God's gifts and callings are without repentance. That doesn't mean I'm going to not still operate in what God has told me to do. Because the gift is from God. And he allowed it to be revealed to you, to the people. So that you can know that, hey, you can come to me and I seek God. I, 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 I hear from God and I speak what God says. But it didn't erase the fact when, when Saul stepped into king the kingship and he began to govern over the people, that didn't erase Samuel's call gift. That didn't erase that. So just because you see um, people doing things on the outside, that doesn't erase God's gift within you. That doesn't erase God's gift within you. And we see Samuel is still being used by God. Still being used by God. So just because people won't use you, just because people won't uh, allow you to exercise their gift, your, your, let you exercise their gift under, and, and obviously his gift will still be exercised, but just because people won't, they aren't willing to use you and aren't willing to give you the position uh, uh, that God has placed for you, just because people aren't willing to do that, doesn't erase the fact that God has called and chosen you. God will still use your gift for you to glorify him with. He'll still use it. He'll still use it and take you higher. And take you higher than that position that you that was for you. That, that, that they didn't want you for. What I'm starting to realize in my life is that it don't matter. You either want me or you don't. That's, that, that's become my whole thing. You either want me or you don't. And if you don't want me, I'm going to keep on trucking. And I'm going to keep on seeking God. And he's going to keep on giving me direction. People can't erase your connection and your relationship with God just because they do something. That, don't, that has none effect on God. Just because they did this, that didn't, that didn't alter Samuel's relationship with God. It may have altered the relationship with him. 
Israel's relationship with him, but they didn't alter his relationship with God. And so I encourage you on your journey to take God with you. He's the most consistent, faithful friend that you will ever meet and have. And so when you find yourself in life and you find yourself in different predicaments that you may not understand and you find yourself where people don't want you and you find yourself just kind of, uh, people feel like you're too this or too that. You're too old, you're too young, you're too this, you're too that. Remember that whatever God has placed in your life and if you would, whatever purpose he has placed for you and if you would seek him and pray and walk by faith, he'll do it anyway. Right in their face. So I encourage you on today. I hope that you were blessed. Um, I hope you were blessed by this today's podcast. And I really do hope you are encouraged. I really hope you are encouraged. Don't be, uh, uh, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in love, always abounding in love. Don't come, don't, don't step off of what God has called you to. It doesn't matter if anybody else agrees with you. If you are in agreement with God, because they were in disagreement, uh, the elders, when they asked for the king, they were, there was a disagreement with, with God. They were in disagreement. By rejecting him as the king. But the people rejoiced and they celebrated. And Samuel was, he was the lone wolf. But he was in agreement with God. So I encourage you, get in agreement with God. Concerning your life. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your many wonderful blessings. We thank you for your love. We thank you for just everything that you have done, Lord God. Touch our hearts, God. Touch our hearts to believe what you have said, Lord God, and allow us to trust in you. Trust in you, Lord God, that what you have spoken concerning our lives is true. And that if you have spoken a word, it is so. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace and thank you for your mercy that covers us. And thank you, Lord God, for making a way of escape, Lord God. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. And there is none like you in all the earth. We praise you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I pray that you would go forward and live blessed on today. Hello, I'm Lynn Sacy. I encourage you to become part of the movement. The movement of making Jesus bigger. You can find out more about the Making Jesus Bigger movement by following me on social media at Lynn Stacy Studios on Instagram and Facebook. You can purchase the t-shirt, Making Jesus Bigger, because we have been given victory in Jesus Christ on the website, www.lynnstacystudios.wixsite.com backslash media. By becoming part of the Making Jesus Bigger movement, we are choosing to be lights in the world. Be blessed in Jesus' name. And remember to always go forward and be blessed.